What's up, Lou? Doing all right, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing all right, thanks. How are you? I'm no. doing great. How are you? <laughs> doing all right, thank you. And how are you? That leaves me one up. What's going on, everyone? Ratsai Reviews live in front of your naked steaming eyes. We are live, and we are actually both naked from the waist down. Woo! <laughs> you know what? I left the uh, sound on here. I'm hearing echoes. Um, mm. So, yeah. Welcome to Ratsai Review, everybody. And uh, we are live. And if you do want to chat with us and, um, you know, say, or actually, I think it's on the side. It, it's somewhere. You just find the chat and you can talk to us while we're doing the show. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the new Brainstorm album. Uh, it is called Wall of Skulls. Yes, sir. And uh, I wanted to talk about some other news because um, there's really been a lot happening since actually since the last time you were on the show. I mean, you haven't been on the show for like, what, two weeks now? It's been two weeks. Vacation one week. Daughter's birthday the following week. And then... Uh... I think that's it. Happy birthday, by the way, to the daughter. Thank you very much. And yes, we. Uh, what was the, what was the thing that you said? I better not get her a, uh, a, a cupcake. We did get her a cupcake on her birthday because <laughs> for that weekend we got her two caramel ice cream cakes. Oh, so ooh, wow. Well, we had the party on Saturday for the friends, and then the party on Sunday at my mother in law's house because, you know, we don't have a fence. She does. So we just had like a little sprinkle party for the uh, and by that, I mean, the kids ran around in the sprinkler. People don't get any dirty <laughs> thoughts. You freaking pervs, you jack offs. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, but it, it was uh, it was it was wonderful. And uh, yeah. And I'm back. I'm alive, everyone. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that had uh, more than one birthday party for my son. <laughs> my well, father my father gives me shit about that why do you have two birthday parties well no. when you're the parent of an only child you spoil them sort of pretty much but well, we went away so you know on his actual birthday so I, we always and feel like flew an amazing kite by the way that was cool it was a cool kite uh and it's still you know it's still together and uh, i will fly it again i don't know when but whenever i get time i will go to the beach and fly it and uh yeah so be on the lookout for it. Fly free, then we will. <laughs> see. Sorry, I had to. It's funny. I, I went to a yard sale last weekend, and and uh, you found another Halloween bootleg, didn't you? No, I did not. But oh, I did shame. find another dragon flag, um, dragon kite, and this one was actually like one of those professional ones that had like these really big. Um, I don't know what you call them. The thing that holds onto the the kite itself. Okay, uh, the thing that Charlie Brown's always left with after the trees, right. the kite. I know what you're talking about. Right. So, uh, you know, I knew it was a professional, but I, I didn't buy it, but I, you know what? I, I regret not buying it because that one probably did a lot of things, probably moved the wings and all that stuff, but whatever. I like how much was it. I didn't even ask. I, oh. I, I don't know. The one I bought was like 40 bucks. Oh, no, okay. that, no, and that it was a yard sale. So we probably just wanted like 10 bucks, which I should have bought it. I'm, I'm stupid. I I've, it. I've only flown a kite once in my life with my dad when we were in Greece in 87. And, uh, I always have that memory. It was yeah. great, yeah. but. I don't know why we never did an, uh, a kite in uh, any of the beaches on Long Island. Eh, whatever. Well, hey, you can change that. Now you have a daughter. So now you can do it with your daughter. Yes. I was like, keep going, sweetheart. Keep going <laughs> till I can't see you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's funny because I'd let my son hold that, that kite the whole way. And we walked down this beach because uh, it was low tide. So you can really walk out really far on this beach, which we went to. And uh, I, I was afraid of him accidentally letting this thing go. 
and it, <laughs> I would never see it ever again. But he held it all the way, and I was very, uh, very surprised, very happy. But uh, it was cool. Well, I'm glad you were inside because it's too damn cold outside. Anyways, all right, that was a bad one. <laughs> damn you, Benny Hill! It only works when you say it in context. <laughs> that was bad enough. Thank you. Thank God, uh, Greg is not here to uh, add to that. Uh, and and yeah, I, I don't know. Well, if I could say lose a douche, and he should be fired. <laughs> there. It's Love you, Greg. Hope you're all, hope you're all right. No, I fired Greg this morning. Oh, you fired everybody. I did. Everybody is completely fired, especially you, Troy Nor. You're fired. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, Greg is fine. But uh, we might not see him for a while because I know he's moving. So, um, mm-hmm. but moving to our coast, though, I think, right? Yeah, he'll be closer to us. Cool. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we can meet up at some point. Speaking of which, I ran into Troy Nor at the Holy Mother show where they did the d snyder record release oh yeah and... so i wanted to talk about that yeah. oh sure yeah ask fire away go ahead oh how was it i know there was a lot of issues because you were texting me i didn't want you to say that <laughs> <laughs> rule number one of concerts you don't talk about what happens behind the scenes at oh, concerts concert's over now who cares all right well um so i get there i meet up with mike's lovely wife janet I bought my ticket uh, through Eventbrite. So I get there and Janet's telling me that they're having an issue. The sound guy had a family emergency. Their merch guy couldn't show up. And they're like, we don't have anyone to run merch. So I said, I'll run merch. So I ended up working the show. So I'm all the way in the back, you know, selling shirts and selling signed CDs. And they were able to get a couple of things to help them with the show. Although Mike's, monitor wedge on the floor was still out um even with the cable that they got there there was still some kind of technical issues so as far as i know he performed the show without monitor wedges but he was on point i'm telling you mike torelli is one of the best live performing singers did not flub a note did not flub a word he did not flub all right this guy's a real deal again sasha gerstner fan club get holy mother on the halloween hammerfall tour of europe in 2022 get them they're good get it done get her done anyway um (laughs) but uh the opening act kings and thieves were great and actually members of kings of thieves and the bassist of holy mother uh russell zudo they are d snyder's backup band so oh. kind of makes sense now why they did the D Snyder show, but uh, Kings and Thieves are great, and Holy Mother just completely awesome. They did uh, they did their cover of Mean Street. They did their cover. They did a cover of White Snake's Here I Go Again, which mm-hmm. was great to hear Torelli sing it. I mean, Mike's just such a powerhouse vocalist. But the band's great. I mean, they got Jim Harris, who was in the original lineup of Holy Mother, who was who played in Jack Star's Burning Star with Mike back in the day. And their guitar player, Greg Giordano of Terriginous, great guy. I'm looking forward to having him on Music is Life podcast. Um, and such a talent. I, I tell you, I mean, being a guitar player, I'm glad I get good guitar players on the show. I've gotten Adnan from The Point. I've gotten, um, I've gotten Rob from Marauder. I've gotten um, Damiano from Sacred Oath. And I'm looking forward to have Greg on. So, you know, all good stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you've had a lot of guests on lately. I can't keep up. I can't keep up, and I'm editing the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> I I just recently put all your episodes up that I, I um got left behind on. I I think it was like five or six of them. 
Mm-hmm. So they're all up now on the podcast version. And then you uploaded them up onto our YouTube channel here as well. Yes, I did. And they're getting some traction. So thank you, Ratsai Review fans out there. Yes, thank you for watching uh, Music is Life podcast. But, uh, you know, go to the real deal. Go to the, the, the guy's YouTube channel and please hit subscribe there as well. Appreciate if, it. Uh, thank you. Music is Life podcast. And um, uh, oh, by the way, Wayne, before we talk about anything else, I just wanted to say I was on. I was interviewed for a podcast called Investing Yourself uh, with the host Phil Better. Um, he asked me about what led me to do with what led me to start my podcast and how I got started with Ratsai Review. So I name dropped you and I, and, you know, okay. I kept on pushing RatsaiReview.com and, uh, you know, just getting the good word of our little network out there. And again, thank you to everyone who's subscribed in the last Oh, month and a half alone. <laughs> Ever oh since God. the uh, retrospective of the band who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, you know, I'm not burnt out on them. Fucking Halloween is ace. So, you know, yeah. thank you for everyone for that. And yeah, that, uh, that was a fun time. Yeah, and I look forward for I look forward to Phil for uh, you know releasing the episode that I did with him. Uh, it was fun. So. Very good. Uh, and just to finish up the uh, D. Snyder thing. Uh, so he didn't show up. Nope. Right? And uh, did they play his album or something at some point? Or what happened with that? It was the strangest thing. How do you have a record release party, but you're not selling copies of the record there? Unless there was something I missed. Maybe so, it wasn't released yet? Oh, no. What am I, saying? I don't even know, but I know that they were showing on the big screen the concert that he performed at Stereo Garden the month before. Right. So you're watching a concert filmed at Stereo Garden at Stereo Garden. Yeah. Weird. Can someone please explain to me how that makes any damn sense? <laughs> uh, but two days before he was signing autographs at Looney Tunes. And three days before that, didn't he announce that he had COVID? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Really? If someone in the <laughs> chat room, please tell us down there if he did in fact admit that he had COVID. Uh, and why the hell would you go to Looney Tunes to sign autographs? I hope he was wearing a mask. Uh Someone told me he was at his chateau in Ibiza. Not Ibiza. Oh, uh, Belize, I mean. <laughs> uh, they could afford a chateau in Ibiza. Uh, last time I saw him, he was, he was at the uh, Chinese buffet. <laughs> <laughs> last time I saw him, he was on Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Me and my friend were sitting there eating Chinese, bu- Chinese food mm-hmm. at the buffet. Oh, there is one thing I forgot to mention, though, Wayne. What's that? Um, The charity that Dee rides for, Melissa's Wish was there. And I'm happy to say that I did win the raffle for a Dee Snyder autographed bass drum head. Oh, wow. And I'm going to make this announcement right now. So sorry to drop this bomb on you, but I'm going to say it. I am going to work with Wayne to hold an auction for this drum head, this bass drum head, signed by D. And I want us to raise the money so we could give a donation to Melissa's Wish. Melissa's Wish was started by Melissa's parents. Melissa died of cancer, and her dying wish was for people, you know, within the system, you know, the people to take care of her, for them to be taken care of. So I think that's a a very noble cause and one that I'm willing to help spread the good word out, uh, good word out for. So I'm going to definitely cut a promo for them to tell people where to donate to them. And 
we'll discuss on, you know, ways to get an auction for this uh, drum head going. Yeah, definitely. Or a raffle. Yeah, awesome. That's that's great. That's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad you won that too. And that's uh, awesome that you're going to donate that uh, money to charity. So, Well, if I have any more uh, doohickeys, my wife will kill me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can put them behind you though and get rid of the green screen. The green screen's not there now. It's the black curtain. It's the black screen. Okay. Le- I need the green screen for Music is Life. www.musicislifepodcast.com That's right. And I noticed that you changed up the website a little bit. Yeah, we dumped Bluehost because <laughs> uh, Bluehost we couldn't log on. They lost the the servers crashed the, uh, for everyone that had a Bluehost account. So me and Bob Mango, GreenMangosWorld dot com, he uh, he he switched me over to WordPress. So I've been using WordPress to build the website, which is a lot easier. And yeah. I'm happy with the design now. So happier with the design now. Yeah. Yeah, once once you get to learn it more, it's uh, it gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do the HTML stuff, and that was a pain in the ass. I got a book on HTML five. I still haven't opened it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even bother. That me. was six years ago. <laughs> you don't even need it anymore. No. Uh, but anyway, my decent learned to code the, my eye. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Go that. ahead. Yeah, you don't need it no more. Um, yeah, the decent thing at the buffet was just funny. Me and my friend sitting there eating the Chinese food, and we see this big blonde head of hair sitting at, at a table. I'm like, is that Dee Snyder? Because my my friend, where actually, is my Mugu Goipan? <laughs> Another friend of mine I used to go to school with, he uh, was actually um, working on D Snyder's house at the time. Really? So, yeah. So we knew it had to be him because he lived in the area. So it, it was <laughs> it was pretty cool. We went up to him, and said hi, and you know, it didn't bother him too much. But it, it, it was pretty cool. I thought the story that you said when a couple of your friends rode their bikes over to WRCN to give D a Halloween CD to play over the air. That that was pretty cool that he did that and then said, how come I never heard of this band? Yeah. Well, D, I'm in the same boat as you are. I couldn't believe that I didn't hear them until 1999 when they released a covers album. <laughs> and now you're fully... Uh, I'm uh, screwed. Fully aware <laughs> who they are. I'm fully engulfed and fully willing to go see them when they come to New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, except in... in I, I, oh, don't. I'm not. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Well, I think it's bullshit that you can't go to New York City unless you're vaccinated. Thank God I'm not. I'm, thank God I'm vaccinated, but I'm not going. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either, just on principle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the bullshit that we got to deal with. Uh, but I don't care. I will never step foot in New York City as long as I don't have to. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't miss it. Uh, Bite me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, I was speaking of Halloween, uh, Celio Acevedo. Uh, I talked to him almost every single day, and he finally got his. Uh, I think he bought a couple different copies of it, the new Halloween album. And uh, yeah, I saw him post that. Yeah, he's been having some issues, but it, he finally got it in the mail today. So I'm very happy for that. And uh, anybody who watches this show, because Celio did mention this to me before, uh, we only bust Celio's chops. We love Celio. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I actually got to respond to him, uh, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, some people think that we bust his chops just too much because, you know, he's not, I mean, he speaks English, but, you know, he's from Brazil, so he's got his accent or whatever, but I don't care. Celio's a great guy, and he's helped us out a lot, and like I said, I talk to him almost every day, so we love Celio, and we have nothing against Celio, and he'll definitely be on the show again. Uh, I have to do some stuff with him on here, and so... Yeah, Definitely. Don't don't, don't uh, take anything that we do to Celio to heart. Because uh, no, why are people offended that like we were cracking jokes with each other? Yeah. 
Who was offended? Uh, some people he knows. I love Celio. He's great. I'm happy to say that I follow him on every social media platform. And, you know, I even recommended some products for him because he said he wanted to start a podcast. Mm. So I gave him, you know, the links for where to purchase them, like a microphone, a halogen lamp and things like that, you know, because like I really wanted him to have a good product. You know, I think he's a great guy. And I don't do that just for anybody. But yeah. I, I was happy to do it for Celio. Yeah, no, he's helped us out a lot. So I, we we love Celio. So we have no problems yeah. with Celio, and you shouldn't have any problems with it either. We just, you know, what it is. We're from uh, the United States, and we all bust each other's balls. If we like you, we bust your balls. If we don't, yeah. then we just, you know, send you on your way. That's about that. We're dicks, not assholes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, but, by the uh, way, but... my first official copy. But it is a bootleg. I was going to say, what the hell's version is that? Because it's not. Oh, one I got from eBay. (laughs) But I had to have it because it was the one piece of Halloween um, history that I I couldn't get on any kind of streaming platform. So I just said, yeah, 10 bucks on eBay. Okay. And it sounds really good. And this is the one that actually has. um, Rise and fall. Yes. I made sure uh, that I got live in the UK, not I want ADP. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that thing's pretty fairly easy to find, though. I'm surprised you uh, couldn't find what this. I want out. Yeah, well, that one. You mean the one I have right now, live in the UK? Yeah. I think this was the only copy that I found for ten bucks or less. Really? On eBay, Discogs. Discogs didn't even have it available. Hmm. It was only on a uh, EP uh, on on vinyl. You could also got um, Keepers Live too. That's also the same thing, just a different cover. Can't, oh, I didn't even look for. I didn't even uh, put that in the search engine. But yeah, regardless, I got, I have it now. So <laughs> well, you got a bootleg, so it's fake. So you don't really have it. I wouldn't count that. I don't give a damn what you do count. <laughs> you didn't buy it for me. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, that is one of my top favorite live albums. So I'm glad that you have that one. And it also has my uh, favorite version of How Many Tears on here as well. Oh, my God. Kiski just soars on those vocals. I actually found a video of him singing Ride the Sky from like 87, 88. Hmm. I mean, love Kai Hansen's version, but Jesus, does Kiski like, he sounds like an angel singing it. I mean, you know, I know I busted his chops about Keepers 1, hmm. but you know what, though, from Keepers 2 on, I can't say anything bad about his vocals. No. You know, I like think when he finally found his footing with them, it was just, mm, yeah. Ah. Yeah, every time I hear his vocals, I don't care what he's doing or what band he's doing it with, uh, instant goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Especially the Kiski Somerville stuff. So yeah. it's, he's just got that voice that just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just an amazing voice. And to think that he still has it today, pretty much. I think he sounds better now than he ever has, personally. Oh yeah, he's, he's got older and he's his voice matured, but he can still hit those high notes and still mm-hmm. do pretty much everything that he did before. I know he has a little bit of a problem doing it, but uh, he's still good. You know, it's, yeah, besides, he's problems. Michael Kiske, and we're not. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and uh, some of the news I wanted to talk about today because there's been a lot of stuff going on and uh, a lot of people passing away lately. Uh, one of the most noticeable ones that was a fairly big shock, uh, especially to me is uh, Mike Howe for Metal Church. Mm. And then um, a few days later, they announced, uh, you know, he died uh, suicide. Mm-hmm. So 
to hear that is even even worse and um uh, yeah i said you know just something you just would never see coming it's a shame because he just rejoined the band only a few years ago and they released two albums with them and a live album so three and i'm sure they were working on another one and uh it just sucks now that he, he's gone again because uh, he's what made me get into metal church i i heard the earlier versions uh, the earlier earlier albums with uh, david wayne they were okay but uh he just had too much of, like this rally type voice but when i got um blessing in disguise i was like all right now i can really get into uh, metal church because those vocals you know fit that band i think a lot better than david wayne did i know i'm gonna get shit for that but uh no why would you get shit for it? it's just an opinion there's a lot of david wayne fans out there which is well, fine. I'm I one know. of them, but I'm not going to shit on you for liking Mike Howe better than David Wayne. It's all a matter of preference. Uh, I think I just saw some subscribers leave. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually have to admit, when they did uh, Mirror of Lies with Ronnie Monroe, I was like, oh, this guy's got it. Yeah. But it actually was the Dark album that got me into them because I remember seeing the video for Watch the Children Pray. And mm. my brother immediately got the cassette and we listened to that album religiously. Yeah. It, no pun intended, religious metal church. But... Uh, <laughs> No, it's a real shame about Mike Howe. Um, you know, that the topic of that method of death is uh, definitely, it, it hits you hard. Mm. You know, like you never know what someone's really thinking or feeling. Mm. That's why it's like, it's really important. You know, even if you joke with someone, just, you know, at the end of it, just always tell them, you know, hey, you're my boy. I love you. You know, this and that, you know, just because I don't know. Like I said, you never know what someone's really thinking or what's going on in their lives. You know, empathy is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. It's like, you know, when Chris Cornell died, too, you never saw that coming that he killed himself either. So it's, oh. it's it just sucks, you know? Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? And, and then the band said something about, um, I don't remember what the hell I read here, but they retracted what they said. Something you remember what the, we just read it like two minutes ago, and I forgot it already. Oh, something about the uh, the pharmaceuticals yeah, uh, industry the, let him down, or something like that. Yeah. So, but they retracted all that stuff, and uh, you know, it's just it's just sad. So, hopefully, I don't know. I hope they continue. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they'll have Ronnie Monroe come back in the band or something. I don't know what that relationship is like, but. Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, Mike Howe is, you know, passed away, but... Rest in peace, Mike Howe. Yep, rest in peace. Uh, who else? Oh, Joey Jordison. Uh, jo- I always say his name wrong. Joey, Joey Jor- Jordison. Just say number one. <laughs> um, oh, that was his name. You know what? I'm not a... That was his number. Oh, okay, well, I am. I'm not um, a fan at all. I, uh, I had the pleasure of seeing Slipknot when they first played New York City in 99. It was the Vi- Living La Vida Loco Tour. Mm-hmm. It was Cold Chamber, Machine Head. Um, sorry, not mouth. a thing. What? I love Machine Head. Well, it sucks it's to be you. I, I know <laughs> my father was. Um, and also uh, Slipknot and Amen. I didn't see Amen because they went on too early. But I did get to see Slipknot and Machine Head when they were in their Limp Biscuit phase. Slipknot was insane. Mm-hmm. Joey did not stop. He was a powerhouse monster drummer. And they're the only band that I can honestly say that I saw three circle pits going on at the same time before the first song started. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that was when I was 18. And I, me and my wife, Erin, saw them 
at Ozfest 2004 when they headlined the second stage. Again, you never would have thought that he had an ailment, but mm-hmm. apparently this is the ailment that got him removed from Slipknot. And, you know, when you take someone's love and joy away, you know, it, it fucks with them. Right. So Yeah, that I can definitely see. But, um, yeah, I was never a fan, but I always knew, you knew his name, you know, and you always knew what he was capable of with playing drums. He knew he was a great drummer. I mean, a lot of I've seen a lot of people say that he wasn't that great of a drummer lately, but I would not say that. Who said all. that? I'm not going to give names because some friends of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're wrong. They know who they are. But uh, yeah, even though I'm not a fan of Slipknot or, or a lot of stuff that uh, he's been involved with, but he was involved with uh, Rob Zombie. So I think, yeah. Right? yeah. So, Rob Zombie, um, the Murder Dolls. And, um, you know, he also was the drummer that when Lars, the one Metallica show that he couldn't play, which was Donington 2004, I believe, hmm. where they had uh, Dave Lombardo fill in on a couple of tracks and they had a couple of others, but Joey played the majority of the, um, he played a majority of the set. Oh, wow. And he was praised for it. You know, he was, he <laughs> well, was the hero of the day, no pun intended, for Metallica <laughs> that day. You probably have a 10 year old go up there and people would be praising a 10 year old for taking Lars's spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't hate Lars as a I don't drummer. Either. Yeah. I don't either. I, I love Lars. I think he's a cool guy, even though people think he's a dick, but I think he's cool. And um, he's a good drummer. I mean, he was better back in the day. Uh, he's gotten a lot lazier lately. Um, yeah, and then to see that he, you know, he forgets what his drum parts were. It's, it's pretty funny. But you know what? It is what it is. It's Metallica. They don't give a shit. They don't need to. They wrote the biggest <laughs> selling album in heavy metal history. They don't have to remember jack shit. Nope, not at all. <laughs> they but... can hire people to play it backstage and they'll just mime it. Okay. <laughs> be grateful they could still play. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, wouldn't that be something though? Joey Jordan's uh, staying with uh, Metallica. You know, Lars is gone and then there's Joey on the drum kit. Well, I uh, I was very happy with Death Magnetic, so I can't uh, complain about the direction that they've gone um, from Saint Anger. So, mm. and Hardwire was a good album too. So, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are realizing that now. I, I noticed a lot of people saying lately that they're finally listening to Hard- Hardwired and they're liking it. So, I hope people. Oh, you didn't know it was. It's cool to dislike Metallica. No, so. I know it's dis- it's cool to dislike Metallica. Of course, it is. But I think that's stupid. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Joey Jordanson. And um, yeah, it sucks. You know, uh, funny thing about Joey Jordanson, um, my job, I'm not going to say my, well, I've said what my job is, but uh, if you know, you know. Uh, I'm driving and on the side of the road, I see a drum set on the side of the road. A, a whole, I think it was like an eight piece drum set. So I'm like, you know what? I just started working. I don't have too much room in this truck, but I'm going to take that drum set anyway. Oh, <laughs> I took the whole entire thing. I get home and I, I, I actually start looking at it or whatever. And, and I, um, it's it's a pearl. It's a pearl drum kit. Um, what the hell is it? Uh, black ex- hardware. It's an export. Export. And it's got okay. all black hardware. I had no idea uh, he had his own signature drum kit, Joey. So mm-hmm. I, I show it to uh, Angel Cote from uh, them and, and Demolition Hammer, and he tells me right away. He's like, "That's uh, the Joy Jordanson uh, signature drum kit." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." How did it play? Well, the one thing is uh, the uh, toms did not have hoops, so I could not put uh, drum heads on them. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the house I got it from, I, I know 
I know who lives there and uh, the kid's a drummer. So he must have had uh, another drum set that the hoops fit on, or maybe he got it without the hoops and figured maybe he'd buy them at some point. But mm-hmm. since those hoops are so specific to those drums, they're kind of hard to get. Oof. I would even want to know how much it costs to custom make them. I, yeah, I don't think you can. Oh, I, I okay. tried looking on eBay. I can't even find the, the hoop. So uh, the, the rest of the kit. Actually, I sold one, one of the bass drums last year to another drummer. I actually talked to him every once in a while on Facebook. Really cool mm-hmm. guy. Hey, Ricky. Um, so he was happy about that. So I have I have the rest of the kit. So I, I, I'm going to get rid of it eventually. I mm-hmm. have no use for it. All right. Well, you know, good luck. Hopefully you get some coin for it. But uh, definitely rest in peace, Joey Jordison. Rest in peace, Joey. And then the other one is uh, Dusty Hill. From oh, ZZ this Top. sucked. I, again, I was really never a huge ZZ Top fan, but you know who ZZ Top is. I mean, they've been around forever. You know, I grew up listening to ZZ Top on the radio almost mm-hmm. every single day. Legs was always on. And then uh, one of my favorite movies, Back to the Future 3, they were in that. No, in yes. That uh, Double Back, I think it was called. Yes, yes, yep. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I remember seeing the videos for uh, Legs, Give Me All Your Lovin', Sharp Dressed Man. I I think Give Me All Your Lovin'. I could be wrong about that. But I also saw the video for uh, TV Dinners and Sleeping okay. Bag. Those videos were on heavy rotation on U68, which was the local UHF station that acted as a music video station. And on the weekends, they played uh, UWF Wrestling, Mid-South Wrestling, which was pretty cool. And yeah, that was uh, that was how I learned about ZZ Top. Getting older, learned about, you know, LaGrange and Tush and heard it on the X, which, you know, three of the four members of Pantera covered for the ECW soundtrack. I I had to come on. I mean, you know, (laughs) can't talk about Texas without talking about Pantera and um, and ZZ Top. But uh, yeah, man, that's voice that's a that's a band from my youth so apparently they are going to continue on because dusty wanted them to and you know i wish billy gibbons and frank beard all the best well who's gonna replace his spot they actually have their guitar tech uh filling in for him so once again to all the guitar talks uh, get, bleh, let me rephrase that all the guitar techs out there learn the band songs you may end up getting the gig yeah you never know hey look nick menza was a good uh, drum tech he got the drum gig Mm-hmm. and oh. john marshall from metal church was a guitar tech for metallica back in 92 mm-hmm. when you know the fire yeah, happened and you know hit uh, james pretty badly in montreal so for a part of the gnr metallica tour john marshall was a guitar player yep so you never know what's going to be your time i'm sure there's there's plenty more other uh, guitar techs and drum techs and god knows what else that have replaced members and real bands Mm-hmm. But uh, rest, rest, rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Rest in peace, Dusty. And a sad thing I, I saw earlier: somebody posted a picture of, I guess, ZZ Top was playing a show, and they put Dusty's hat on top of his microphone. That was cool. Yeah, that was pure class. Gotta love and respect that. Oh, there is one thing I wanted to mention about Mike Howe, though. Um, a band that I interviewed on the show, our friends Images of Eden, they toured with Metal Church with Mike Howe on vocals. And with Doro. So the three of them went on tour a couple of years ago, played the uh, the Kingsland in Brooklyn. And uh, they were actually released a really touching tribute to Mike House. So I just wanted to give Images of Eden some love for that. So very cool, very cool. Uh, getting away from some of the death news and something that's really cool. Iced Earth singer or ex Iced Earth singer, 
Stu Block officially rejoins into eternity. I've been waiting for this to happen ever since he left. <laughs> I have no comment. Why? Because the only reason why he l- joined into eternity was because he quit Iced Earth. Yeah, that's true. I, w- I wish he would have stayed in the band. Um, what band? There is no Iced Earth anymore. No, into eternity. Oh, well, they moved on. It wasn't as successful as it was with Stu Block, but well, they only now they released one album with the female, which the female who's still actually in the band. So it's going to mm-hmm. be her and Stu. And I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but uh, Amanda. Sorry. Right. Amanda Kiernan. I mean, it'll be interesting, but um, I don't know. When I heard that, I was just kind of like, oh, God, you know, like you, you turned oh. your back on your friend. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, he had an opportunity to make his life better. What would you do? There's a lot in the situation that I wouldn't have done, but um, <laughs> I know. I, but you know I, what? You're in a band that's actually doing not too bad, but you get invited to be into another band that's actually doing really well. He was technically right. supposed to try to do both at the same time, and that ended up not working out, obviously, that way, mm-hmm. which is a shame, but you can't blame him. Yeah, I know. I, you know what it is? It's just the way everybody unceremoniously left. Um, and I'm not condoning what the what what John Schaefer did. Hold on one second. But, uh, yes, Harry Barnett, this is live. Would you like to hey, join? Let hi, me... Harry. All right, continue. Um, I, I'm not condoning what John Schaefer did, but you know the way everyone just said, "All right, bye, John. All right, bye, John." You know, it's just. Yeah. It's it's a bummer because you know it it's it's just a constant reminder in the music industry that unless there's green there, there's no loyalty. Mm. So yeah, well, also too, they probably figured what happened with John. How is he going to make music ever again? How's he going to tour ever again? He's not going to be able to do anything. So no. what what was their choice? You know. Well, then you know what it speaks volumes of the band into eternity. To be willing to allow him back into the fold, so it speaks very highly of their character. So, yeah. and actually, Stu almost slipped up for like a, a minute there because he did comment on what John, what was going on at on January sixth. I remember, I and, remember. You know, he quickly took it back because I think people mistook what he said, which I did too. But who knows what really? You know, I think maybe he realized his mistake, which is good. I didn't even bother looking too much into it. I'd rather judge a person based on their actions on their words because they could say one thing and do another. So, yeah, you never know. Uh, And thank you for joining Devil Dozer. You were here last week. So I really appreciate that. And he says, ha, 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 ha. I bought Afterburner from one of those six tapes for a penny in a magazine ad in the 80s. Never fulfilled the agree to buy two more tapes at regular price deal. Oops. Sorry. I typed slowly. Columbia House (laughs) was the shit. Yes, it was. Uh, I really never used it, but my grandmother did, and she would always ask me, "What uh, would you want from there?" They really didn't have much, but I, I did get some Mighty Boston CDs, and um, I forgot some other stuff too. Was this but the grandmother that liked Chameleon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah my other grandmother wasn't uh, around when they had that that Penny Club around. Uh, mm. He just bought the Purgatory CD. Very cool. I have that as well. And the government definitely made an example out of that. Yes, they did, and. Uh, I really like to see what's going to happen with that as years go on. Yep. 
but it'd be funny, that, if it'd be funny if he put like a, a black ski mask on, changed his name. <laughs> Dyes hair green, join Antifa. Anyway, <laughs> went up on stage, just played all Ice Star songs. Nope, it's not me. <laughs> Pay no attention to that man in the ski mask. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, Delocated? It was on no. Adult Swim. Oh, I no, gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get you that show. You'll love it. I do watch Rick and Morty, but I watched it on Hulu. That's the only uh, Adult Swim thing that I watch right now. I don't even think Aqua Teen's on anymore. No, I don't think so either. But yeah, uh, I gotta show you how to loop I am. <laughs> I gotta get you to watch that show. It's it's not on anymore. They they canceled it after I think the third season or something. I'll it's see if it's on Hulu. I used to think Ask yeah. McGee was a very funny show. That and Black Dynamite. Those are two shows on Adult okay. Swim I liked a lot. Black Dynamite was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, with the delocated thing, he he did he wore the ski mask and because uh, he was in the witness protection program. Oh dear and, God! <laughs> and, and he disguised his voice through the whole show. Uh, it, it's it's really funny and he got involved with russians and uh, these chinese uh, mafia type thing and it, it was pretty funny <laughs> you know who john glazer is oh the name sounds familiar he used to be on saturday night live i think uh he used to do a lot of stuff with conan o'brien if you see him you know him probably a very funny guy uh what else do we have oh the black sabbath thing they're releasing the uh technical ecstasy deluxe edition featuring previously unreleased outtakes alternative mixes and live tracks i would imagine just like the other ones that they're releasing so i'm sure we'll see uh, ralph Vieira get that at some point i think he's gotten them all the vinyl ones too mm-hmm. and i uh i cannot say black sabbath is my favorite band of all time and i can't say anything bad about any album from the ozzy era including this one mm-hmm. um so I I'm looking forward to it. Um I don't own any of the super deluxe editions. Maybe I. But uh I should. <laughs> I, I probably will. Yeah. I'm not. I'll put it on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to uh you know buy us any albums or records, we'll take CDs, it. <laughs> we'll take it. Just go to our Amazon wish list. I should make one. Yes, please stop us from buying bootlegs from Latin America, please. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like Black Sabbath, but I'm not a huge, huge Black Sabbath fan. I've only started listening to Black Sabbath maybe over the last maybe 10, 15 years or so. So I'm not as uh, experienced in, you know, a lot of their albums and songs. So I, I really, at one point, want to really get into um, their their discography. You know what? We should do to you what you did to me with Halloween. Should. We should. We should do that. See how maybe. you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all one shot like that, but we'll do something. I don't. I don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> we'll do it in little segments here and there. You know what? Though I still. I mean, it was only a, a, a little over a month ago, but I still watch those videos. I still enjoy them. You know, yeah. I had a fun time doing them, yeah. especially like fun. some of my reactions, like me with the Halloween withdrawal, and <laughs> they were fun. And Harry Barnett, Barnett only owns one CD. I wonder if you could guess. What CD that could possibly be? Joni Mitchell's Hajira. No, not even close. And I don't even have one here to show it. Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen, 7-Inch. No. But you're getting close. The Cure? No. Duran Duran? No. Captain Beefheart? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, one more guess. Like a vault. Right said Fred. No. Project Resurrect. False reality. That was my next guess. Which you could buy at projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. I don't have a CD on me, so I can't show it. I do. Lou has it. I can't. You can't even see the freaking uh, 
The band's logo. What a stupid move that was. Huh? Why didn't you put this in yellow like you said you wanted? Uh, I blame. Go Pete ahead, name drop. Whose idea was that? Pete Rigopoulos. You can send him an email, or if you want to write to his uh, actual uh, mailing address, I'll give you that. Uh, it is uh, one, two, three, four, five. No, I'm not going to give that. But yeah, that was his decision. So that's what happened. With that. Next pressing, uh, make it yellow. <laughs> If I can get rid of what I have, yes. Which is actually, I'm I'm not too far away from. I, I got a little over 190 left, so it's not too bad. From the initial 300, yeah, that's pretty that's good. It's pretty good, right? So, so if anybody wants one, please buy one so I can get mm-hmm. rid of them. Uh, some strange news: Destruction Schmear says founding guitarist Mike Sifring. Oh my God, Sifringer. Sure. Okay. Why not? Good enough. Has disconnected from the band, and he will not be featured on the new uh, Destruction album, which is pretty sad because you know he's founding member of the band. And what the hell do they mean by um, disconnected? I don't know. And even Schmier doesn't know either because he's in this interview that he just did recently. He said he would like to know what the hell's going on because he has actually has no idea. He just left. So I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like the uh, the Queensrÿche story. Oh, Scott Rockenfeld. Well, just, like, I mean, disappeared, didn't say nothing, and and just left the band, you know, in limbo, and they had no choice but to, you know, continue on without. Didn't he come back with some cryptic thing that he was going to do Queensrÿche, his own Queensrÿche or yeah, something? Scott Rockenfeld's Queensrÿche, yeah. Yeah, like how long did that last? Uh, that lasted about maybe two weeks, and then he just disappeared again. <laughs> so I, I don't know. He's a very apparently he's a very strange guy, which is a shame because I, I never took that band for being that way, but. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, these people are getting older, man. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, destruction, that guy, you know, they're old. They're not young kids no more. Yeah, but, you know, playing the music definitely keeps you young at heart. But, you know, you have to remember, this has to grow too, people. So yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, great Harry Barnett. I have a bunch. I'm the official international distributor. So, yes, if you do have if you want to order from the, the international section of the world, uh, I can give you a uh, very decent price shipping. You know, you don't have to get shipped from the U.S. I can ship it from Harry's area of the world and uh, shipping will be very nice. Provide your DHL account number and they'll <laughs> ship it to you at no charge to Harry. <laughs> and then we'll do is I'll just cover up the printed logo with the yellow sticker that came with my. Exactly. That's all you got to do. I mean, that sticker's a little small, but. Uh, Make sure you align it perfectly. Yeah, do that. I should have made bigger stickers. Yeah. Uh, offspring. I like the Offspring. I like them. Yeah, they're not bad. Just recently, for like maybe the last two years, I started liking the Offspring. I don't know why. I but, dropped uh, off when they released the song "Hit That." I thought that was so stupid. No, uh, I don't even remember that one. But uh, the drummer says uh, he was fired by the Offspring for refusing to get a COVID nineteen vaccine. Well, there's a reason why. Because apparently, he has a condition that his doctor told him you can't get the vaccine. So unbelievable. Yeah, there, there, there are people out there that do have pre-existing conditions that prohibits them from getting the vaccines because yeah. it's more dangerous for them to live without the vaccine than it is to live with it. So he I know people like that. Right. He actually says here uh, he did catch the virus over a year ago. And it was mild for him, so he's confident he'd be able to handle it again. But uh, he's not certain if he'd survive another post-vaccination round of uh, Gillian-Barr syndrome. 
Uh, yeah, I have no idea what that is. Me neither. So it dates back to his uh, childhood and has evolved to be progressively worse over his lifetime. So unfortunately for him, uh, the risks outweigh the benefits. So he's unable to uh, get the vaccine, which what sucks for him. But man, who's left in that band? Like the original, just the singer. No, um, it's Dexter, uh, Noodles, and no, their bassist Greg K. I, I don't think so. No, three months ago, the offspring singer Brian Dexter Holland spoke to Tom. Oh, wait, no, no, Noodles is still the guitarist in the band, so he's still in the band, definitely. I think another one left, though. I think it's only two original guys left. Uh, let's, yeah, so I mean, Greg Kay and Ron Welty were the other two original members, so I know Ron Welty's on the band because he got replaced with P. Parada, so I don't know if Greg Kay's still in the band. I don't know, like I said, I just started listening to him really so. I don't know who's who, but the, I'm, their new song, that the singer doesn't sound like the singer. I don't know if you heard it. Well, he's also pushing late fifties. So yeah, but he, he has that distinct voice and he doesn't yeah. sound like that at all. I mean, when I first heard offspring, I thought they were sort of like the punk rock equivalent of Metallica. Like I could almost hear parallels between Dexter and James's voices. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not even James could sing that way anymore. So what made you think Dexter could? Have you heard the song? That was really different. No, I haven't uh, listened to his vocals. Are, it's it's almost like it's not him. I'll yeah. give it a shot. But I mean, you know, it's very rare where I get to listen to terrestrial radio. So but hey, you know, what though, I respect what the offspring with, you know, they got to do what they got to do to tour. And Pete's got to do what he has to do to stay alive. So, you know, yeah. And unfortunately, that's how it's starting to be. It's like, you know, like we said earlier, New York City starting to be where, you know, you have to prove you have the vaccine. So. It's, you know, it's going to probably end up being like that almost everywhere. So I yeah. can't really blame them. So it is what it is. I'm perfectly happy staying in my bubble or moving elsewhere that would let me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going anywhere. Staying right here in this in this little bomb shelter of mine. <laughs> my CDs and uh, records and stuff like that. He'll, he'll learn to hunt deer. <laughs> <laughs> I could just sit here and post all my things on TikTok. <laughs> Want to see my venison skull collection? <laughs> um, uh, one, me, uh, what? Go ahead. No, you first. Oh, uh, so yeah. So if anybody has TikTok, please follow us on TikTok. Uh, it's mainly just me posting on the account, but uh, you know, if you want to send me something to post on it, that's fine. And Greg too. I know Greg will definitely never ever have TikTok, but uh, I've been posting like album versus album things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit and do some other stuff on there. But um, a lot of people, I, I, I what four days? I think I told you, and I'm already yes, yeah. four hundred people. That is awesome. Um, I even did something different myself. I, I yesterday I posted a video of you know albums released the year that you that I was born. So I said, "What albums were released the year you were born?" Yeah. And I actually got five subscribers off that alone oh, wow. on TikTok. Really cool. So I'm thinking, you know, if I can do this on a nightly basis, I will. But I'll try to do albums from every year and be like, "Hey, what albums meant the most to you that came out this year?" Yeah. And I swear to God, if someone r- says the wrong answer, meaning you put the wrong year in, you're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear anyone say Katy Perry. <laughs> or if you do say Katy Perry, I'll know you at least watch Rats Out Review. So thanks. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know if you saw my reply to your last one that I didn't tell you what year I was born. Well, it's, yeah. So I guess 79. You're like, yeah, isn't that the point? I'm like, well, it wasn't really. But, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't have to tell you the year. No, but I said something after that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to age shame you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I said I was going to unfollow you now because you're being very rude. 
Uh, I think you did unfollow me. <laughs> I might. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Uh, great Harry Barnett. I leave the TikToking to the clock. And Devil Dozer TikTok idea. Original singer versus new. Yes, I actually. Uh, yep, that is going to be one of my one of definitely one of the things I am going to do. I'll give you my first answer, Diano. Diano. Paul Diano. Oh well, I mean, you could say Blaze either Bruce or, or Blaze. I love Killers. That's my favorite Maiden album. That'll never change. Yeah, this is a good album. I like that one too. Not Are you excited about Sinjutsu at all? <sighs> Not after that song that they released. No, the video was cool though. Yeah, which is funny. The video, the audio from that video is terrible. So I heard. So if you anybody listens to that, and we talked about this a few weeks ago without you, but uh, yeah, if you listen to it, listen to it on the streaming thing, and it sounds way different. It sounds better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was not the song to uh, showcase. Well, it was nice that they got to showcase a song that Steve Harris didn't write for a change. Mm. You know, I mean, I, usually anything Adrian writes, I'm a fan of. Mm. Um, you know, this this was a grower. And I'm glad that it doesn't sound typical mm. of Maiden, but you know, I mean, we'll see what the rest of the album sounds like. Yeah, I'm I'm still judging what I'm gonna buy if I'm gonna buy the because there's tons of different versions, obviously, and there's a, a box set that actually comes with one, and then a, a book type thing, and just a regular CD and a digipack and all this other stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of I'm leaning towards maybe the box set. I go for whatever gives you the most value, the most qu- quantity. Mm. You know. Box set was going to come with junk, but still, I'm going <laughs> to. There you go. I'm going to kick myself in the ass if I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But one of the strangest pieces of news that happened: apparently, Rudy Sarzo has returned to Quiet Riot. Really? So they now have one member of the Metal Health lineup <laughs> in the band with Johnny Kelly, um, Alex Grossi, and Jizzy Pearl. And apparently, as soon as Rudy released that, they said, good, now get Carlos Cavazzo back in the band. I'm like, wait a minute. They got Alex <laughs> in the band. You know, and not for nothing, but Alex has been a member of the band almost 20 years at this point. Wow. You no, know, come on. Yeah, Don't I, be dicks I, to the guy for doing his job. To be honestly, honest with you, I had no idea they were still even around. You have Frankie <laughs> Benali resurrected them after Kevin Dubrow died, and um, then he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um and Johnny yeah. Kelly, formerly of Typo Negative, took over. But have they released anything? The last album that they released had James Durbin on vocals. Uh, Hollywood, some Hollywood Cowboys, oh, yeah, I think it was right. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yep. All right. Which I didn't really give it a listen because mm-hmm. I was just like, well, he quit the band at that point. Yeah, and then yeah. Jizzy Pearl rejoined them. So I was like, you know, they're not going to perform anything from that album right? Yeah. <laughs> on tour. You know, they're just going to yeah. concentrate on the first three albums and I don't know, maybe terrified, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm never, ever a fan of Quiet Right. They were a gateway band for me. Um, you know, them with Mental Health, um, Def Leppard with Pyromania, Black Sabbath with Born Again. You know, the 83 was the year that I first remember hearing that music. So I was three. And that's my earliest childhood memory. Now watching Sesame Street, listening to my brother's metal cassettes. <laughs> See, you're lucky you had that early. Look uh, how good I turned out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, you had that early introduction of, of, of music, of you know, heavy metal. I, I didn't. I didn't start until like the late 
80s early 90s i mean i listened to def leppard and led zeppelin and um i think that's about it maybe guns and roses or something but uh yeah, yeah that's I cool get into metal until later and i wish i got into it earlier because i would have heard so much you know more things i would i would have known a lot more I'd, I'd tell you though as a as a kid who grew up with it when the 90s came which is funny because this actually kind of ties into one of the news stories that we were going to bring up when the 90s came when metal was passe or you know they called you a nerd or a geek or a spaz or a dweeb if you liked metal um it was hard being a metal kid in the 90s because mm-hmm. you kind of only had each other to like latch on to Right, you know, normies didn't understand, and by normies, I mean you scumbag Green Day Pearl Jam fans. <laughs> I was a fan of Pearl Jam, I was not. <laughs> uh, 10 was a good album, but then Versus came out, I'm just like, boring. Oh, come on, man. Um, no, you heard the cracks in Eddie Vedder's vocals by the time Versus came out. I was not a fan, yeah, I loved it, couldn't get enough of it. Uh, Rats, I'm not knocking what it means to you. No, I know. I, I'm only busting your bulls. Uh, Rat Stephen Piercy uh, supposedly wants to reunite with remaining surviving members for another album. Interesting. I still won't like it. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the only two members they have to get back in the band for that to happen is uh, Warren Martini and Bobby Blotzer. But how does the current lineup feel about that? Knowing that the guy who owns the name or one of the two guys who owns the name they're like, oh, yeah, he wants to replace us with the original members. Hey, thanks. You know, like, <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> Maybe they want to leave, too. Well, who knows? I don't know. There's been bands that have done that before, though. You know? Yeah. Mega has done that a lot. Oh, my God. Somebody called out Dave Mustaine recently on his BS because he just said Kiko was the best guitar player. <laughs> then they said, uh, you know, oh, you mean like the time that you said um, Chris Broderick was the best guitar player? Like the time yeah. you said um, uh, Drover was your best guitar player? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's, it's, you know what? In a way, it's true at the time that he said them, you know? Yeah. Just say that you're happy with the lineup now and that you're grateful for everyone's contributions to help you get rich. (laughs) But hey, at least Kiko has stayed in the band now. You know, he'll be on the next album. So that's that's a good sign. Okay, this is me being glib. Uh, Is he still in Angra? Uh, No. Okay. I don't think so. Pretty sure he is not. I don't Mm. think he would have time. I'd have to look that up. Fair enough. I'm not going to look it up now. Don't look at that now. We're live. We're live. I'm not looking that up now. But uh, we're just going to say no. Uh, But the the real reason why we're here and... uh, Wait, we forgot one. Oh, I thought you were going to read the Tim Ripper quote. Oh, was I? I I turned my phone off. I don't know. Uh, Basically, (laughs) Tim Ripper said that, you know, the era of Judas Priest that he was a member of was the hardest time to be in a metal band. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, maybe it was the hardest time in the States. Maybe in the UK, but everywhere else. Mm-mm. I just watched the 96 Monsters of Rock in Brazil. You mm. tell all those crazy metal fans in Brazil that uh, metal was dead. Uh-uh. They had seen Maiden, that show. Again, this is 96, so Blaze was on vocals. Mm. They had Maiden. They had Merciful Fate. They had King Diamond. They had both bands. They had Halloween. They had Biohazard. Metal was doing fine in the 90s. It's just where they made the most money, which would have been the UK or America was not a right. uh, was was not good for them, and my daughter's crying. And um, you know that was just uh, that was a hard period. But you know, just because it wasn't in the mainstream, 
you know, it was still viable elsewhere. There, there was a lot of really good albums in 96. Uh, bringing this back to TikTok, uh, somebody commented on one of my things that um, there was a lot of great albums in the 80s. And I said, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. But seeing that I really kind of got started in the 90s listening to getting heavier into listening to metal, there's a lot of really good albums in that first half of 90s, at least from like 90, 91 to like, I guess maybe 96, 98 ish, maybe. I would say the entire 90s had some great metal releases because The Gathering from Testament came out in 99. All right. Okay. So there there you go. So, all right. So up till 2000. And then we kind of fell off a little bit. But the the 90s 90s are awesome. I think people just forget it because the uh, other way, what grunge, well, everybody says grunge did to music, which it it (sighs) didn't. Grunge didn't do anything to music. It's just people's, people's tastes in the States are fickle. Right, that's what it really is. And they just jump onto the, like the new thing and uh, you know leave everything yeah. else behind because uh, they didn't want to be passe. Right, but yeah, metal was uh, the quality know, of the music was there in the '90s. People right. just you know you gotta look for it. Right, and and it, it could rival anything that was done in the, in the '80s as well. So the '90s heavy metal was just as good as the '80s '80s shit. And um, anybody that doesn't think so, you're you're nuts, or you're not doing your research. That's right. All right, so now on to the album review. What? We have to do an album review? All right, good night, everybody. See you later. Uh, yeah, now the album review. Um, Brainstorm, Wall of Skulls. Now, Lou, I've been a fan. Of, we talked about this earlier. I've been a fan of Brainstorm for, uh, for God, since the All third... of five minutes? No, just kidding. No. <laughs> since, uh, I think, like the third album. I think it's called Midas, Midas Mortis or something like that. That's the one that was serviced to my college radio station when I was a DJ there. Yep. All right, cool. And then uh, the album after that is what really hooked me because there's a lot of really catchy songs on it. And I can't remember the freaking name of the album right now. It's, it's got a green cover and there's a girl in the front. Um, but yeah, metal was better in the 60s. Oh, hey, Ren. What's up? Um, I 60s. Does it mean blue cheer? Oh, well, they were in the 60s. I would imagine so. Mm, that's true. They were considered proto metal. I agree. I don't know if then the MC5 and well, six music was great in the 60s, music was great in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. How about that? I don't hate any decade, there's something valid from every decade. Absolutely, that's true. All right, I'll take that. I'll give it to you. Who are you talking to, Ren? I'm talking to you. Oh, what? I like I like good music. <laughs> uh, and we're actually talking about the new brainstorm. It's when the hell is this coming out? It's not coming out until September 17th on uh, AFM Records, the uh, great label that released Flotsam and Jetsam's great new album from this year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's called Wall of Skulls. So we got the promo, and I told Lou, let's do brainstorm because. I didn't know what to do for this week's show, which you can kind of tell. But uh, yeah, we wanted to do an album versus album, people, with uh, Blind Guardians, <laughs> Nightfall, and Middle Earth, but we couldn't think of anything from that same year, '98, to put it against. I recommended Better Than Raw, and Wayne threatened to uh, take the uh, life of my unborn child. Yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> you could be as snarky as you want, Ren. That's okay. We're snarky too. Ren, we're stimpy. And Devil Dozer said. Uh... <laughs> In the nineties, death metal. Yeah, death metal was actually fairly big in the nineties. I think it was. Right? And What's actually 
it was the nineties where I discovered black metal bands like mm. Demo Borger and Cradle of Filth. It wasn't until after I found them that I backtracked and discovered Venom. So, yeah. And uh, even even uh, Cannibal Corpse got a little movie thing in in uh, what is that? Uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Ventura. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so one of my the... favorite scenes from any film. <laughs> so back to the Brainstorm album, Wall of Skulls. Uh, like I said, I've been a fan of this band for quite a while, and um, they basically sounded the same throughout their entire career so they're at least they're consistent they're very consistent uh there was a an album or two where they did try to mix it up a little bit and actually they got a lot of shit from their fans uh, that they actually changed their sound a little bit and uh, one of the albums i think something roots god i, I should have uh, looked this up but they actually went back and remixed it because the fans just were not happy with the way it sounded it just sounded too raw you know so they made it sound more modern like they're all the other albums and like i said every album pretty much sounds the same so if you're gonna buy a brainstorm album you know what you're buying you know it's like you're gonna buy acdc album you know what you're buying with an acdc album yeah that being said uh the new album i do like it a lot i, I think it's very good there's not one bad song on here and uh, like i said before it just sounds like every other brainstorm album you know what brainstorm sounds like you're gonna like this album well, I didn't know what Brainstorm sounded like before this album, and I really like this album. Well, that's good to know. Not a bad album. I don't think it's no. a bad album. I, I'm definitely going to buy it because I own every other one, so why not buy this? Two songs I didn't care for, but I'll get to them when we get there. Not that I hated them, but they were like... Well, I'm no. not going to list off every single song, so you could just go ahead. All right, so it begins with Chamber 13. Sounded like something out of Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, the animated oh. film, which was yeah, really cool. And you want me to just read off the track list or sure, if that's what you wanted. All right. Next track after that, which is the opening track officially, when Ra- where Ravens fly melodic, catchy and heavy. Good start so far. Yeah. Next track, solitude. Awesome chorus. Four, escape the silence. Great riffing, great choruses. It's power metal for people who like thrash. Yeah. Five, turn off the lights. Reminds me very much of Halford's solo band, like the resurrection album. I really like the riffing. The band sounds pretty tight. Six, Glory Disappears. This is my favorite song on the album. Love the chorus and the orchestration. Again, a prime example of how you can be melodic and powerful without being cheesy. Seven, My Dystopia. This is okay. Not a bad song. So far, my least favorite on the album. Next track after that, The End of Innocence. Second least favorite song on the CD. But I do like the chorus in this one better than the previous song stigmatized shadows fall now this is more my speed great double bass drumming and a great chorus holding on this is beyond my expectation i absolutely love it it just screams 80s melodic pop bass melodies the germans do it best and the last track is i deceiver an excellent album closer i know i mentioned that this band has a power metal meets thrash sound but i definitely hear more of a priest influence on this song uh, regardless of how noticeable, it's really damn good. And then there is a bonus track that we heard on the promo version that I don't think is going to be available on the release, which is Cold Embrace. I love this song, and I don't, I do not know why it's not making it on the album. Yeah, because it fits with everything else. I didn't know yeah. it was a bonus track. Was it say bonus on it? Oh, it's a it limited. Uh, doesn't okay. even say bonus, but like on some of the press releases for it, it doesn't even list it. Yeah. 
And I could be wrong. Maybe they'll release it as an afterthought. I have no idea, but well, usually on the digipacks they add an extra song, and on the jewel case they don't. I don't know why they do that. It's stupid. Uh, all right, yeah, it's probably a bonus track now. But yeah, I, I agree with you on that song because I I wait for that one to come on every time, and um, that that's one of my favorite songs of the whole thing. Honestly, to say the truth, the Cold Embrace one. Yeah, it was really good. It's just catchy and it, it fits with the rest of the album. So it's silly that it's not on there. But uh, yeah, I, there, there's nothing. The only thing is there's nothing really on here that stands out. And, you know, the, the band's new to you. So I can understand why you you, know, you like certain things. Mm-hmm. But if, if you go back and listen to the rest of the discography, you'll Which see. Which I probably will. Yeah, I definitely do it. I mean, what the hell's the name of the damn album? Uh, I don't know. I'll figure <laughs> it out in a minute. Uh, but yeah, that one's my favorite. The the one with the uh, green cover. Fuck, I'm gonna remember it at some point. But if you do go back to listen to the discography of the band, you'll you'll see what I'm saying. All right, I will give it a listen. But they aren't a bad band. I, I like them a lot. I just wish they would change it up somehow. Uh, I don't know how, but well, if it's working for them, I mean, you know, if they're getting on some of the bigger metal festivals, then you know, hey, good for them. That could just be me being grouchy. Oh, grouchy man. Think it's you being grouchy. Probably. Most likely. Scram. Hey, you know, I'm getting old, man. I, you know, you gotta you gotta do something to keep me uh, interested. Soul Temptation is the album I'm thinking of. Okay. I'm glad so, you figured it out. <laughs> well, I looked it up. Thank you, uh, Wikipedia. So, yeah, go give that one a listen. Uh, I wanted to show the album cover here. Because actually, their artwork, their artwork is always very good. I mm-hmm. love the, the artwork that they do. And that is what the album cover looks like. That is a very cool album cover. Yeah, really cool looking. Very metal with its skull. Skull. It's got like some skeleton guy coming out of the floor with like some octopus looking legs. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but there's skulls on the wall. Which it's Cthulhu. uh, Where's my legs? (laughs) Which is the Wall of Skulls is the name of the album, and that's out September seventeenth on AFM Records. So definitely go check it out um, and tell them that's how review sent you. AFM, keep out releasing the quality products, man. Good shit. Yeah, AFM, most of the stuff you see behind me is on AFM. Or SPV or, or LMB SPV or, <laughs> or, or Atlantic. You can see those labels up there too, I, I would imagine. Uh, the great Harry Barnett. Wayne made me review an album once and he hasn't been the same since. Why does Harry want to come on and review an album with us one day? He's welcome. Harry, Harry does not listen to music. Music is life. I know. I couldn't even imagine him on your podcast. What well, I know what to talk to him about. <laughs> is he a sports fan? I'm not. We couldn't talk about that. Is he like filmed? Is he you like, couldn't even he... talk to him about the new Project Resurrect CD because he does not have a CD player to listen it into. At least he's distributing it. He is distributing it, though. So he's a one step above the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Harry's not a, a big music guy. So I, I let him. Uh, you know, I like Harry. He doesn't even like podcasts. No, he doesn't. No, Harry's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and unfortunately, Harry just did his final uh, podcast uh, last Friday. Ever? Apparently. I give him two weeks, but yeah. So, I mean, no more sporadically 3D with Wayne Newton and the great Harry Barnett? No more. Hmm. So, I don't oh. know what's going to happen with that. If anyone's um, looking for a job to go on a podcast talking about 3D printing, contact Ratsal Review. Yeah. Well, no, Harry was the guy that did all the talking. I just went like this, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because my oh. 3D printer, I can barely get it to work. Oh, 
Still? <laughs> Still. I mean, I just printed a Harry Barnett pop figure. And that came out okay. Didn't you, like, print a finger or something like that recently? On a, no, or was that somebody else? Yeah, probably somebody else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, never say never, he says. I, I never say never. Because you never know what's going to happen. Mm. Wait, I just said never again, didn't I? I did. No comment. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm trying to think. What else? Anything else? No, except that you got some uh, other cool CDs in the mail recently. What'd you get? So, What'd you get? What'd you get? So I was able to actually find uh, this album is. Uh, oh, by the way, I just want to give some love to uh, Prophet from Saint Madness and the Cowboys of Apocalypse for their copy of the CD. I told you I was going to buy it, so I need to PayPal you some some cash. So thank you for that. So. Anyways, there was a band that I got into in the early 2000s um, through my buddy Jay Crawford, who was my former bandmate from This Bitter Season and uh, Surrender to Providence. And I'm still in the process of like writing music with him. It's just a matter of finding the time to do it. But we've been sending tracks back and forth. When my mom was uh, in the hospital around my 21st birthday uh, with cancer, which she beat and she's still here with us to this day, um, he got me into this band, Hope's Fall, which is a... Um, at the time, they were a Christian hardcore band out of uh, North Carolina. And this was the EP that made me a fan of theirs, No Wings to Speak Of. I was able to find a copy of this on Discogs. It has one of my favorite songs ever written. And I mean that legitimately. Like one day I'll re- release the list of my 10 favorite songs ever written. And uh, I recommend the song The End of an Era from this one. It's just melodic, beautiful, atmospheric. Think if the band Hum was a hardcore band and you'd have hopes fall on this EP where they really found their sound. So love this album and uh, actually got some love from uh, Adam Morgan and Ryan Parrish on Instagram. When I posted about this, there are two of the founding members of host fall. So thank you guys. Very cool. Got that. And um, I found my last piece of the Macaulay Schenker puzzle, oh, the nice. uh, nightmare EP actually found this on Amazon for cheap, surprisingly. But uh, it's supposed it's the Japanese CD, but it didn't come with the OBI. <laughs> but oh, it's not okay. a bootleg. Right. Cool. Yeah, you don't like OBIs, anyways. And um, an out of print Danzig album, E Luciferi. Oh, really? I didn't know that's that got print. that's got uh, one of my favorite Danzig songs, "Wicked Pussy Cat" on it. Um, mm. Yeah, they don't because this was released on Spitfire Records back in two thousand two, mm. and you know you can't find them anywhere. So this goes on sale for some places for like 80 bucks. No way. Yeah. I actually found it for eight. So you got a steal there. Damn. Yeah. And it's legitimate. Wow. It's cracked, but it's legitimate. Hey, who cares? You know, uh, I've been selling a lot of stuff on eBay lately. And because uh, you, you just brought up the cracked thing. And uh, I sold a cassette brand mm-hmm. new. It was still in the plastic. It was Nuclear Assault. It was one of the Nuclear Assault albums. Game place. over, I think it was, right? Uh, yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I showed the picture. Well, I, yeah, I, I showed you this, but nobody else knows. Uh, so I, I, sh- I took a picture of the, the case and everything, and it had a crack in it. So I made sure that's plainly able to see by whoever looks at this auction. And I wrote it in the description as well. Mm-hmm. So the guy gets it, opens it up, and unfortunately, the, the cassette itself had a crack in it. A little tiny crack. Would not affect the way it played at whatsoever. Basically, and, it was a manufacturing defect. Exactly. Or God knows how else it would have got cracked. So um, 
he messages me back, tells me about the crack in the case, and then he tells me about the crack in the, ta- in the tape. And I was like, well, I wrote in the auction that they had a crack on the case, and the picture is clearly there. You can see it. And he wanted me to like, he, he was basically saying it wasn't, he, th- he would think it was fair if I gave him back some money. And I'm like, how is that fair? <laughs> if I described exactly what he was getting. If it was unopened, how would you know that there was I a crack know. in the cassette? Exactly. But so, then again, like how would it work? How would it have worked if it was, def- if it was, uh, if it was wrapped brand new, right. but the cassette was defective Would then, right. would that have been on you or, you know, well, who would that have been on? Well, I don't, I, I don't know. It could have been you because you didn't know it was defective. It was exactly. wrapped brand, brand new. I wouldn't know, but I would have gave him back his money. You know, if it, if it couldn't work, then, you know, I would have gave it back. No big deal. I, I didn't pay much for these tapes anyway, so I made some decent money on this stuff. But um, just seeing that little crack, I was like, really, you're going to cry by a little tiny crack? The thing still works. <laughs> Really, I mean, it's not like you could buy a brand new one manufactured yesterday. They don't make cassettes anymore. Right. So I told him, you know what? Just keep it and put it back up on eBay. Somebody's going to buy it. And funny enough, he's, he's kind of like arguing with me and says, you know, um, nobody's going to buy it. Hey, and- buddy, take your take your complaints to the American Indian land of Quichabitchin. Seriously. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, and funny enough, when I said that to him, I looked on eBay. Good there was question. somebody else with with a tape with a, a crack in it and they were selling it for like more than what I sold it to him for. Well, <laughs> so he could have gotten rid of it. So at some point I was just like, you know what? I'll give you the shipping back. And if that's not good enough, then just send me the whole goddamn tape back and I'll just refund your money and I will sell it to somebody else who wants it. So I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. Now I'm hoping it's smashed into a thousand pieces. Oh, then you can uh, complain to eBay about him. Yeah. Something might accidentally happen to it. And I will refrain from comment until he gets a cassette back. <laughs> Although uh, I did say the quit your bitching thing. Oh, well. But, you know, this is this is what people are doing on eBay now. They are complaining about the stupid little things and they expect to have like their entire money that they spent refunded. And um, somebody from a record, um, a record shop that I know is having this issue on eBay all the time. And I, I can't believe that eBay keeps siding with these people. And they've got eBay now where you can't even say anything. If somebody buys your thing and they, they screw you somehow, you can't even give them bad feedback. Read the descriptions before you drop your money, people. But now really. it seems like that doesn't even matter. eBay's taking the side of the, the buyer. Over they've everything. always taken the side of the buyer. That's no, how I now, lost my first account. Now it's getting to be like, yeah, it doesn't matter what. Like, like that new tape. It's fine. Like if he would have put a claim in, he would have got all his money back. I mean, like I had to put in a claim against a seller because I never received my item. Right. That's understandable. But the seller was nice enough to send me a a, a, a new copy. Yeah. Because thankfully they had multiple ones. So, yeah. you know, but, you know, it was a legitimate complaint. Right. I mean, when I buy something, I like to think I know what to expect as long as I could put it in my CD rip it, uh, my CD player on, on, on my computer, rip it to iTunes and stick it to my phone. As long as it sounds good, no complaints. Right. But I want the physical product. <laughs> right. But uh, everything's just getting out of hand. I'm, I'm getting scared because I got a lot of stuff to put up on eBay and I'm scared. I just sent three records out today and I'm scared what's going to happen. I know they're fine, but I don't well, know who's going to receive these. 
Well, wrap the wrap the record, bubble wrap that in the box, make it airtight, and don't give them a reason to bitch. But also make sure. I mean, I would probably recommend maybe getting insurance on the package because otherwise, you know, FedEx and UPS will just give it the uh, sanitation treatment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just be yeah. careful. I know. Oh, it hurts it because uh, the guy I was talking about before that wants the record shop, uh, he showed a picture of uh, some records that he did mail out. And, you know, they were packed fine they, where they shouldn't have got damaged at all. And all the corners on the records were all bent. Oh, dear God. That stinks. I, I think really somebody has something against him. They see his name on there and they're purposely doing this to him because he's got so many problems. I don't get it. It's, it's amazing. <sighs> but yeah, come on. Pete. We'll find you. Whoever it is. That's right. Right. So we will find you. And we will find you most likely next week. I think we'll be here, right? Yeah, I'll be here. All right, we'll be here. I know we got uh we have a little Def Leopard discography discography thing coming up. We have to finish that. So I don't know if we'll be live next week, but we might record a show. Well, it would help to have the first two episodes released first before we do that. Yeah. So maybe I'll release that. Well, if we can do it next week, we'll, we, I'll think about it. We'll see what happens. Well, are we breaking it up? Well, let's see. What uh, I'm trying to think from that era, what would we have to cover? It's like six albums. Yeah, we'll have to break it up in two, two more, two more episodes. So there's going to be four episodes of Def Leppard. Okay, and Greg's on one of them, but we won't tell you which. Yeah, well, everybody will know. It's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got to get that done, and. Um... I got some two more cover songs coming up. I got to kick some people in the ass to get uh, motivated to do the video. That's me. Yeah, me too. I still got to do the drums for one. Uh, oh, well, all right. Yeah, so you're not you're not alone. And uh, I actually have to finally record the bass line for uh, the song that we're doing with uh, Timo. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I do that too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our little thing that we want to do together too. We got to start working on that at some point. Ah uh, yes, well, all my guitars are set up now, so we're good. Uh, we got my strap behind the curtain, so yeah, so no rush. Yes, uh, Def Leppard coming up. Uh, it'll be cool. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's right. it. Do we got to promote anything? Uh, Mog Records. Uh, go check out Mog Records on uh, Instagram. I think he's on Facebook too. Uh, really he is. Cool I just guy. added him. Yep, uh, really cool guy, Mauricio Atala. I think that's how I pronounce his last name, but a really cool guy. I've been, we've been working with him a lot, or I've been working with him a lot. Uh, he's uh, got a, um, a compilation out there, a thrash metal compilation, and uh, supposedly it's been selling very well, but he wants to try to get it pushed into the United States. And uh, if anybody has any bands, please contact him because he is looking for bands uh, from the United States you know, to put on some more compilations that he wants to do and then add mm. to his record label as well. And uh, Project Resurrect will be on one of them at least. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, cool. So let him know that we sent you there because uh, I do want to continue to keep working with him because the more people that we can work with, the better for us, the better for him, the better for all of you. That's right. We want to make this one big, happy metal community of a family. That's right. Oh, and, and one thing, and I, I, wanted to, I was going to mention this to you uh, in the chat, but I'll just mention it now. They did start a radio show, Mog Records uh, radio thing. And he did invite us to do a show on there. You mean the Razzai Review Crew? Yeah. Very cool. So we will talk about that later. Sounds uh, good. But it looks like we'll be doing that. All righty. All right. I'm in. Me too. Lou, where can everybody find you? Weekly here on Razzai Review. And again, apologies for my absence, but family does take priority, but all's good. 
And you can also check me out over at musicaslifepodcast.com um, in the middle of editing the next episode, which is with Mr. John Witten of Peterburg, Ontario, Canada's Shockwire. You may remember him if you remember the How to Metal series from SuperQuest. Uh, he was a blast to have on the show. I had a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, his favorite bands are ACDC and Def Leppard, so we had a lot to talk about. So I'm looking forward to releasing that episode next. Well, maybe he should come on our Def Leppard show. Oh, well, his favorite album is High and Dry. We already discussed it, oh, but I'll ask him. <laughs> All right. I'll ask him. We're getting into the, you know, the uh, later years of Def Leppard, so it kind of gets iffy after Adrenalized. Uh, after Retroactive. Because remember, Retroactive yeah, does have some of our favorite songs that didn't make it to Hysteria. That is true. All right. But yes, musicislivepodcast.com. Very cool. And ratsalareview.com. Check out, like I said, Mog Records and anything else. I can't think of anything else. Just check out all the other shows that we have on here. And uh, you all, you know what? You you do better intros, outros than I do. You you give credit to everybody. Like Rocky Bay, I heard you do the other day. And, and you know, I love Rocky. He's great. He did your logo. He did our logo. So, uh, yeah, I, if you need logos done, please contact him. I got to buy a shirt off Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. He's got uh, he's selling shirts as well. And uh, God, I think I'm forgetting something all the time. I don't know. Project Resurrect.bandcamp.com. I mentioned that a few times, but yeah, Project Resurrect.bandcamp.com. Uh, well, check out the other shows. Ch- check out the other shows on Roundside Review. Check out uh, Beyond Bushido. Check out Suck My Balls, the South Park podcast, yeah, Old Man Metals what? Musings. What? Check out Suck Your Balls? Not Your Balls, My Balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out Old Man Metal's Musings and also check out The Right Opinion with our boy Harrison Bergeron. Good to be on the right side of history. Anyway, um, <laughs> who said that? Um, hope you heard. <laughs> give me a shout out, Harrison, please. Uh, <laughs> and uh, am I missing anyone? I don't think I am. I don't know. If I do, I apologize. But oh, yes. Mr. Ralph Vieira. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's Vieira Vault. I forgot he's having a blast in Rock and Pod. But we'll try to be there next year. He's there. It's like going on now. It's this weekend. Oh, okay. You know, I should have sent him some flyers to hand around for us. Oh, also, if anyone follows me on Instagram, uh, please check out my click on the link tree. Um, Eric Adams' mom is going through some shit right now with her hospital and her insurance. And Mr. Wayne Noon, the Hi, Muckety Muck of Rats Eye Review set up a GoFundMe for uh, Eric Adams's mom, um, Miss Josefina Santana. So, you know, we're just trying to raise some money for her. If uh, if you go and donate, uh, we've incentivized you to do that. You can check out what Wayne is doing for incentivization over uh, the GoFundMe itself. If you want to know what I'm doing, check out my Facebook page, Music is Live Podcast, and you know, let's uh, let's get Eric's mom the help that she needs because, uh, you know, Eric has been a friend of ours for well over two decades at this point. And, you know, his mom is his world, you know, yeah. Yeah, definitely needs the help and um, all the help that she can get. And, yeah, check out the things that uh, we offer. You know, you can pick out albums and we'll do them. You want to come on our show. You're more than welcome to do that, too. And uh, bands well, can do whatever. So, yeah, if you want thing. me to do a cover song, you know. If you do $30, you choose the band. If you do $40, you choose the band and the song. Ooh. Very interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. So do that, please. Mm-hmm. She can really use the help. 
Um, and that's it. So we will see you guys next week. Right? Cheerio. And until then, I bid you good day. Bye. Now, how the hell do I get out of here? How do I turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop recording. No, I know how to do it. <laughs>